Welcome to another episode of the Beck Lover Podcast. This is your favorite podcast host that you love and you hate to love and you love to hate. And I don't know, but in any event, it's been a while since we've been on the airwaves. This is your boy, Beck Lover. January 2024, there's a lot going on in the world. And I hope you stick around where I cover interesting headlines. I give you my spin on it and I love to read your comments. So make sure you subscribe follow the channel, share the content, and I promise you, you're in for a treat because you never know what the hell Beck Lover's gonna do. I have tons of great content, interviews, and all types of episodes, so make sure you go through the archives on my channel or go to becklover.com. I also host live spaces on Twitter X with people like uh, high-profile people. I even did a Twitter last week with uh, Grant Cardone was in the space with Maze and a few other of my friends, and we're always talking about all kinds of cool stuff. In any event, it's been an interesting start to 2024. There's so much going on domestically here in the U.S., globally, and of course, everything is kind of intertwined. So there's a lot to decipher. I hope you stick around for this episode, and we have a lot of great interviews coming also. Interesting times. Interesting times indeed, my friends. As the saga continues. I'm here in New York City where things are just getting weirder and weirder every single day. I do not recognize the city that I have lived in my entire life. The buildings are still the same, but the energy is very different. Most people that have lived in New York their whole lives know that it just doesn't feel the same. It feels very weird. After everything that happened over the last few years, I really wonder if we'll ever see the New York that I loved so much but if i was a betting man i would bet no my city which was a beacon of hope and you could do anything here and if you make it here you can make it anywhere seems to be the place that everybody's just trying to figure a way on how the hell to get out of here and i happen to be one of those people that if i wasn't just so entrenched in this damn city with my life my connections my family my children I would leave. I tried to leave a few times, and I always end up back here. I guess I get to watch Babylon fall. It's an election year, if you haven't figured that out, which probably means we're in for a ton of volatility, crazy events. Who knows? Maybe something crazy is going to happen right before showtime. And if I was a betting man, I'd bet yes, because nothing has been normal over the last six to seven, eight years years and we know that things seem to always get really volatile right around the time we're supposedly selecting securely selecting who our next leader is going to be got some interesting news about doomsday they uh moved the clock up what do you think how's your outlook on the future do you think that we're in trouble just in America, the whole world, or do you think like, or like, are we going to see Jesus coming down from the cloud soon? Peace be upon him. What do you think? Drop a comment below. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Has World War Three already started? Many experts think it has. Many people feel like it has. Everything that's going on in the Middle East right now has just been horrible, and it seems like it's only spreading. It's not slowing down, and we'll cover some of those headlines in a moment and discuss them. Gavi Newsom, 
trying to be the head Democratic candidate. Remember the guy that told you to wear a covering over your face and stay home, and he went out and had nice dinners while he shut down the entire state? Remember that asshole? Yeah, he's running for president. That hypocrite, that liar, who's been caught many times lying. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but we were outdoors. Then the pictures came out. He was indoors. He had nothing on his face. They were in close, close proximity. So while we were struggling and we couldn't open our businesses and we couldn't, you know, we had to wear diapers on our faces, which I didn't, by the way, for those of you that have been following me the whole time. I did in the beginning, right in the beginning, because I was nervous about what was coming our way. But for the majority of that time, I did not because that shit doesn't save you. Sorry. Yeah, that guy is running for president, and God forbid he wins. This guy gives me, like, the worst vibes. This guy is like a creep. What do you think about Gavin Newsom? Gavin Newsom. Drop a comment below. The migrant invasion. Do you think it's normal what's going on on the American border? And could this lead Texas to leaving the Union? There's a lot going on down south, and we'll cover some of that also. But it's been getting wild. I mean, millions and millions and millions and millions of people crossing over this border. We don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what they're carrying. We don't know if they have some type of infectious disease. We don't know if their intentions are to be here peacefully. And more than that, we don't have the money nor the manpower to sustain these people. Yet, for some reason, our federal government wants to keep allowing them just to come right in. Doesn't make any sense to anyone that has a brain. Like I said, subscribe to my channel, check out the content, podcast anywhere that are available if you just want to listen to the audio, or you can follow on YouTube or Spotify to watch these episodes, and I think we do a pretty damn good job. So, I want to remind you all that I was on the Danny Jones podcast, also known as the Concrete Podcast, it's one of the largest and most followed podcasts in the world, where I discussed God's. God, aliens, and the demonic realm. The episode has been getting a lot of uh, attention. I've been getting all kinds of comments from you guys. It's in your fucking face. It's the eye of Ray, bro. The sun god, bro. Bro. It's all there, man, the information. It took years, and I I really don't feel like I did this justice the way I I, I was intended. Make sure you check out that episode on the Danny Jones podcast. Um, You'll see a different perspective on what I really think is happening with the alien. the alien information being released. In any event, um, the doomsday clock was moved up and it remains at 90 seconds to midnight. So for those of you that don't know what the doomsday clock is, basically the doomsday clock is like where all these experts get together and based on history and predictions, how far away we are from like the end of the world, basically. And here it says, January 23rd, 2024, the doomsday clock was reset at 90 seconds to midnight, still the closest the clock has ever been to midnight. Midnight symbolizing when the clock hits midnight, end of the world. Reflecting the continued state of unprecedented danger the world faces, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, stewards of the doomsday clock, emphasized in their announcement that the clock could be turned back, but governments and people need to take urgent action. A variety of global threats cast menacing shadows over the 2024 clock deliberations, including the Russia-Ukraine war and deterioration of nuclear arms reduction agreements, the climate crisis and 2023's official designation as the hottest year on record, the increased 
sophistication of genetic engineering technologies and the dramatic advance of generative AI, which could magnify disinformation and corrupt the global information environment, making it harder to solve the larger existential challenges. The doomsday statement states, ominous trends continue to point towards global catastrophe. The war in Ukraine and the widespread and growing resilience on Sorry, growing reliance on nuclear weapons increased the risk of nuclear escalation. China, Russia, and the U.S. are all spending huge sums to expand or modernize their arsenals, adding to the ever-present danger of nuclear war through the mistake or miscalculation. In 2023, Earth experienced its hottest year on record. Massive floods, wildfires, and other climate-related disasters affected millions of people around the world. Meanwhile, Rapid and worrisome developments in life sciences and other disruptive technologies accelerated while governments made only feeble efforts to control them. Basically, that sounds like they're having donkeys and human beings crossbreed or some weird shit happening in, in labs, you know? Oh, I wonder what happens if a donkey fucks a man and they have a kid. Like, that type of weird shit goes on in these labs, probably. And they're saying, like, that's a risk to our health. Like, that could be the end of the world. If a donkey and a human being make a kid. I guess. As though on the Titanic, leaders are steering the world towards catastrophe, more nuclear bombs, vast carbon emissions, dangerous pathogens, and artificial intelligence. Only the big powers like China, America, and Russia can pull us back. Despite deep antagonisms, they must cooperate or we are doomed. What do you think? I happen to think we're fucked. Me personally. I think we're screwed. I think it's only a matter of time. I think when it comes to the way this world is being run, Murphy's Law is in full effect. And something catastrophic is going to happen. And I got to say, I would say probably we deserve it. We deserve it. We sit here and let these people do all this nonsense and create ways to destroy us and start wars that really no one wins from. And uh, a lot of innocent people losing their lives and the food that we eat is poison. And I can go on and on. You know what? Just fucking just bring it on, man. I hope if whatever part of the world has the doomsday clock, you know, that actually hits midnight. I hope I'm in an area that gets hit by a nuke and I'm just vaporized. I don't want to be in, like, I don't want to survive a nuclear attack. And I don't care if the nuclear attack's on the other side of the world. There's something called nuclear winter. I don't want to be in the world. I find it funny that all these people are building bunkers, though. All these really rich people that seem to control what we say and think and whatever. They all seem to be ready for something. Maybe they know something we don't know. And I'm not the only one saying this shit. A lot of high-profile people have been saying it. Patrick Bed David said it on his podcast. Uh, he, and I saw some clips where he gave a speech at one of his uh, meetings, and he was talking about it. So it seems like, you know, and then you have all these movies coming out, like the Civil War movie uh, that's supposed to be coming out later this year, and then Leave the World Behind, which really I felt was more of like a message than, than a movie. I felt it was more of like a, this is coming for you guys. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. So, yeah, the doomsday clock people think that we're in trouble. Moving on to other news, the Supreme Court, this is reported by The Hill, Supreme Court rules border agents can remove razor wire erected by Texas. So there's a, a little conflict brewing now in Texas with all these illegal aliens coming over the border in the millions, guys. This is not safe or healthy for America. Millions and millions of migrants. We don't know where they're coming from. They're getting all kinds of perks and benefits that a lot of Americans don't even get, which is insane. And they're just walking right over the border. They were worried about you going to work, your mask, your this, your that. They're not even checking these people to see if they're carrying, God forbid, smallpox or something. 
And from my understanding, a lot of Americans are not even immunized, immunized, immunized. I made a mistake there. A lot of Americans don't have immunization to smallpox. A very good friend of mine who's a nurse told me that they stopped giving us the smallpox um, shot because it was eradicated. So I don't think I have immunity for that, neither do you. What a convenient way for something that's extremely lethal, if it's, God forbid, released into the American population, how fast people would line up to take a jab, wouldn't they? In any event, the governor of Texas decided to finally try to put a stop to this tsunami of migrants coming over their border, and that is my home state. I was born there, and I love Texas with all my heart. It's one of the last true, truly free and constitutionally, I believe, in a lot of their ideals. Um, but in any event, the governor there decided to you know, send his people in, and the Texas National Guard told a lot of the feds to get the hell out of the, get out of the way because you guys ain't doing shit. And they er erected up like fences and all this stuff, and now the government's like, no, 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 no. I see a conflict brewing in Texas. And Texans are very proud. You'll go to Texas and you'll see the Texas flag flying more than even the American flag. It is called the Lone Star State. And there is talk of succession from there. A lot of people have talked about it. When I visit, they always talk about it. Very interesting flashpoint, I think. And it's starting to build up because people are getting sick and tired of seeing the country being overrun by people that don't have a right to be here. <clears throat> here are some scenes that I'm going to show you guys just on uh, New York City. Hey, look at this. This is what is happening to our cities. They're being overrun by people that have no way to support themselves. They never came in here legally. They've been shipped all over the country to our city. It's almost as if to create chaos. It's almost as if to disrupt the life of the people who are here legally, who work, who pay their taxes, and don't want their streets turning into refugee camps especially from people that haven't been screened. Now, this is a neighborhood that I'm in all the time. This is in the East Village. And as you can see, they're turning the parks into basically camps where they hang out all day, loiter, pollute, litter, pee and defecate all over the streets. And I'm in this neighborhood all the time. And this is very troubling for me. New York City is being overrun. Our own mayor said that we cannot sustain like this. Meanwhile, he was the one walking them in. All of a sudden, he says he doesn't agree with letting them come there, and he's getting in trouble. I think it's by accident. I'm sure they're not targeting him now that he's not falling into place, Mayor Adams. Maybe he has a backbone after all. We'll find out, won't we? New York City. New York City. <laughs> Shit, I said that by accident, but it kind of... New York City. New York City. I guess that's what the fuck we'll call it, the way things are going. New York Post. New York should worry about Gavin Newsom's funding health care for illegal migrants in California. This is a state that has people leaving by the, by the thousands. One of the most expensive places to live. Gas is ridiculous. I was in L.A. I was paying $7, $8, $9 a gallon. And instead of trying to figure out how to make the cost of living go down for the people that are overtaxed in that state, their streets are overrun with homeless people already. Now, he wants to make sure. Gavin Newsom wants to make sure that California stays shitty. It's enough that you have the worst homeless problem I have ever seen. I've been all over the United States of America. 
It's enough that you have places like Skid Row, right in the heart of downtown LA. He wants to make sure the amount of homeless people stays as high as it can. As a matter of fact, he wants to skip the American citizens who are getting shit that are homeless, left to fend for themselves. But he wants to make sure that the new wave of homeless people, known as migrants, illegal aliens, he's going to make sure that they have health insurance. <laughs> and you guys want to vote? You even want to think about voting for this guy for president? Are you serious? Are you serious? Americans, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. I don't give a fuck. It affects you. Okay, you live in California. You're the liberal mecca. Look at what he's doing to your state. You already have a homeless problem. Now he wants to bring in more of them. Do you think desperate people commit crime? Do you think if I'm living in the streets and I have nothing to lose and I came here with nothing, do you think that I might not commit a robbery or hurt somebody to get something because I'm, I'm desperate. Hunger will make people do some pretty crazy things, you know? Desperation will too. But not for Governor Gassim, Gavin Newsom, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't even want to think about him. Fucking clown-looking, American psycho-looking, fucking creep-looking. California, that's my opinion, by the way, just in case you try to come after me, asshole. It's my opinion, First Amendment. California is now providing full health insurance, okay? Most Americans don't get that. Free to all low-income undocumented immigrants. Full-scope Medi-Cal called Medicaid in other states covers primary and preventative care, specialist prescription drugs, and other services. Previously, immigrants without legal status were only eligible for restricted-scope Medi-Cal, which provided benefits for such things as emergency room visits and pregnancy-related care. But effective January 1st, Low-income California residents, regardless of immigration status, are eligible for the same taxpayer-funded safety net health insurance program on which 14 million Californians already rely. Do you think he's trying to attract them? The word gets back down. Yo, mira, back in Salvador. Yo, you get free health insurance, man. All you got to do is survive this crazy, treacherous trip, get across the border, which is wide open, and if you make it to California, man, you get free health insurance. Full. Does that sound like someone that gives a shit about California, let alone America? Does that sound like someone that's creating a honeypot for these types of people to come here? Is this really who you would even consider voting for because you hate Donald Trump that much? Really? Good choice. Good luck. Keep paying $10 a gallon gas. Keep walking down disgusting streets that I've walked down. Ten cities already from American citizens, let alone these people who don't even belong here. Now, to the Middle East, what's going on in Gaza, the whole Israeli conflict, start October 7th, depending where you want to start on the timeline. Um, many people say you got to go back to the beginning of this conflict to understand how it got there. Israel didn't exist 80 years ago, and people feel like they pushed the Palestinians out, and they created their state under the British help in the West, and that's what's continued to perpetuate this conflict. Then the Israelis will say, well, we gave them peace deals and then they violated them. And, you know, it's one big disaster is what it is. The sad thing is that there's thousands and thousands and thousands of innocent people losing their lives. It's coming to a head there because as they're leveling Gaza, they're literally leveling it. I think it would be very hard to justify and say that they're just looking for the hostages. When I'm seeing videos on TikTok of them just blowing up complete neighborhoods and like laughing and dancing, like, you know, a little... 
a little wise information to the Israeli intelligence and maybe the Mossad. If you're trying to win the hearts and minds of the world, which I feel like they've lost, you might not want to have your soldiers dancing and having festivals and acting like they're having the time of their life if they're really sad about what's going on and that they don't want to kill innocent people and they're really looking for the hostages. I think that the proof is that even the family of the hostages are like concerned and they stormed what is like the Israeli parliament. Uh, this happened uh, today. Relatives of hostages still held in Gaza storm Knesset committee meeting. And um, they want answers. Get up from your chairs, they're chanting to the whole parliament. You see them holding signs, demanding that their families are secure, that they're probably going to be, you know, something's going to happen to them. And my heart goes out to them. It really, really does. Because I don't believe in any innocent person being hurt or taken hostage or kidnapped. Um, and do I want them freed? Absolutely. I don't think the way Israel's gone about it is going to bring these people back alive. If they keep to level and level and level Gaza, I don't see a good outcome for those hostages, and they're in my prayers. But we're well almost to 30,000 people that have lost their lives for two, 300 or 500, whatever it was. To, I don't know what the official number is now, but I know that it's, it's about 250 people, it says here on the Associated Press. So you've lost, you know, about 100 for every one hostage so far. In any event, um, it's just getting, you know, out of control over there. And what I'm scared of is that this will, you know, spiral out of control. The UN is saying that Gaza is already pretty much in a famine, which means 2.5 million people are in trouble of starvation. Um there's children in this video on Al Jazeera. They're literally cleaning animal feet so they can try to turn it into flour. And it's getting really desperate there. And remember, they're completely closed off, sealed off. Israel controls everything that comes in by land, air, and sea. And my only concern in this conflict at this point in time, besides those hostages being freed, is the amount of collateral damage and innocent civilians that have been killed when the overwhelming majority have been civilians. I don't find the amount of force being used to be acceptable or productive to helping rescue those hostages or end this conflict anytime sooner. If anything, it's going to create more and more hatred and more and more um, aggression towards Israel. And I think they've lost a lot of support publicly, man. I really do. I hate to tell it to you guys, man. I love you, my Jewish friends. I got a lot of you. I got family that are Jewish. I feel like they've lost a lot of support from the world, man. I feel like it's very hard to justify the amount of force being used right now. I'm just telling you as a friend that you kind of gone a little bit too far, and I think people just, they can't, they don't want to support that. People don't want to see people being blown up and then just say, well, oh, it's collateral damage. No, like, you got more power, you're stronger, you have the best technology. There's got to be a better way. But to not say that, you know, Israel said that they would propose a two-month fighting pause in Gaza for the release of all hostages. This is reported by Axios. Israel has given Hamas a proposal through Qatari and Egyptian mediators that includes up to two months of a pause in the fighting, but not a permanent ceasefire. As part of a multi-phase deal that would include the release of all remaining hostages held in Gaza. While the proposal doesn't include an agreement to end the war, it's the longest period of ceasefire that Israel has offered Hamas since the start of the war. 
More than 130 hostages are still being held in Gaza. Israeli officials say several dozen hostages either passed away on October 7th or in the week since then. Two Israeli officials said the Israeli war cabinet approved 10 days ago the parameters of the new proposal for a hostage deal, which are different from past aspects of deals rejected by Hamas and more forward-leaning than previous Israeli proposals. Under the proposed deal, Israel and Hamas would agree in advance on how many Palestinian prisoners would be released for each Israeli hostage in each category. I don't even know why they're even asking for those hostages to be released because they're going to be put into the Gaza Strip and either killed or recaptured is the way I see it. So even though you're getting them free, like how long are they really going to be free or safe in Gaza? So I don't even know if that's like a strong negotiating point for the Palestinians. But I guess it doesn't hurt to get them out, right? Israel reported that 24 of its soldiers were killed in Gaza in one day. That's a pretty deadly day for the IDF. This is being reported by the BBC. The Israeli army said 24 of its soldiers were killed in Gaza on Monday, the deadliest day for its forces since their ground operations began. That includes 21 reservists who died in an explosion likely caused by mines that Israeli forces had placed in two buildings to demolish them. So basically, they weren't even killed by the Palestinians. Oh, hang on. It is thought a missile fired by a Palestinian armed fighters and hit a tank guarding the troops just beforehand. It is thought or is it? Because to give the illusion that they were hit by the Palestinians would make it seem like they're more deadly than they are. I think that needs to be clarified by the BBC. The IDF's chief spokesperson, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, said the reservists were killed in central Gaza at around 1,600 on Monday. 1,600 is like 4, I think, o'clock. Yeah, I think. I can't remember. Close to the kibbutz of the Kisifism on the Israeli side of the border. They were involved in operations to allow for residents of the southern Israel to safely return to their homes. But either way, 24 of them died. The Times of Israel reports Hezbollah fires rocket barrage at Israel, causes slight damage to key IDF base. The Hezbollah terror group on Tuesday caused slight damage to sensitive Israeli Defense Force air traffic control base in northern Israel with a barrage of rockets. Okay, so like, again, this is already in like multiple fronts now. Uh, The U.S. and the U.K. launched French strikes on the Houthis in Yemen, right? Those are those Yemenis fighters that have basically said that they will fight for Palestine until Israel stops. They've hit a few ships, and now America's responding. This has the danger of pulling Yemen in, Iran in, Lebanon in, Israel. Um, could spill over into Egypt if people get pissed off enough. Iraq. I mean, it literally could take the whole entire Middle East to war. And that would be catastrophic for the world. And the U.S. getting dragged into something like that be a massive proxy, if not direct war, with Iran and her allies, such as Russia. Probably China eventually will betray us, as usual. Elon Musk is split down the middle. If you go on his uh, X and you listen to the spaces, half the rooms that are pro-Israel, the other half that are pro-Palestine, and they feel like he seems to be kowtowing now to the Israeli people and the Jewish community. He took a trip to Auschwitz, to the concentration camp, with Ben Shapiro. And um, a lot of people have mixed reviews about it. A lot of people feel like, well, why, you know, why do we have to keep bringing up World War II? Or how many years later? And is this always the excuse? And does this justify what's going on in Gaza? And people's 
you know, people's opinions on this is like, you know, it's a PR stunt to try to make him look like he doesn't, he's not anti-Semitic. And um, I think a lot of people hope that, you know, once the war's over in Gaza, maybe he'll go and you know, view that and go see those graves too, is what some of the comments have said from people on these videos. Again, this conflict pulls in so many people, Muslims, Christians, Jews, Arabs, uh, Israelis. Um, it's just a really sad where we are in the world at this day and age and that we can't all just get along. It really is disturbing. China had a 7.1 magnitude quake jolt the Jiang province. Um, Earthquakes have really been increasing significantly in rise. As you can see the footage here, everything's shaking. 7.1 is pretty strong, my friends. I think 7.1 on the American, if that happened to like New York, I think it would be catastrophic for us. Uh, I experienced some minor tremors and I was scared and they weren't even like 0.1, but imagine like seven, like I can't even begin to imagine. It is one of my fears. I don't know if you guys remember, there's a war in the Ukraine. Al Jazeera reporting Russia unleashes mass airstrikes on Ukraine. Russian missiles fall on Kiev and Kharkiv, killing at least five people and wounding dozens. Russian missile attacks have targeted the Ukrainian cities, killing several people, wounding dozens, and damaging residential buildings. Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko said 20 people were injured, including a 13-year-old boy. At least one person has been killed, another wounded in a Russian missile strike on... I'm going to try to say this, okay? So don't, like, laugh at me. Dnipropratskov. It didn't say it right, but it sounded right. Dnipropratskov region in Palaharad city, according to the State Emergency Service of Ukraine. With the front line largely bogged down in eastern Ukraine, Moscow and Kiev continue to swap airstrikes. And that country is just being destroyed. And it's sad that people are caught, innocent civilians are caught in the politics of this all. Do you remember the Taliban? Remember we were supposed to go and wipe them out? Well, The Hill is reporting the Taliban enforcing restrictions on Afghan women in the U.N. The U.N. published a quarterly report Monday detailing concerns about the human rights situation in Afghanistan, specifically focusing on the limited rights of women awarded under the Taliban rule. The report detailed the lack of clarity on the legal mechanisms in place for women to bring concerns and gender-based violence in which Taliban authorities are responsible for each action along the justice chain regarding such complaints. Many women seek traditional means of resolving the issue because of fear of the Taliban de facto authorities. It mentions increased enforcement requirements that women wear a hijab and travel with a guardian, either a husband or a male blood relative. Enforcement measures involving physical violence are especially demeaning and dangerous for Afghan women and girls, carrying a stigma that places them at even graver risk. So the Taliban's being the Taliban again. And uh, they got nice weapons now that we left them. Good old Joey Biden made sure that they had some fresh, nice shit to use, some nice Humvees. Um, oil prices are going up again. Oil rose about 2% after suspected Ukrainian droll attack on Russian fuel terminal. So again, this is shows you how interconnected our lives are. Don't think just because we're not in Ukraine or we're not Russian that this doesn't affect us. It does. It affects our pockets. All the money that was sent there, trillions of dollars for a war that really doesn't benefit the American people, in my opinion. 
Time Magazine, Iran hangs 23-year-old in the latest crackdown on Masa Amini protesters. Iran executed a man accused of killing a security officer in the protest that followed the death. Mahmoud Gabodalu, 23, was hanged earlier Tuesday, and he's dead. And if you guys remember that case, that poor young girl was not wearing a scarf correctly, and she was beaten to death by the moral police of Iran sparked massive protest and uh if you forgot the reason that this government came into power in iran was because our government the american government overthrew the only elected iranian official and that's how they came into power and they admitted this themselves last year it was released drinking fruit juice is tied to weight gain in a new study the consumption of 100 percent fruit juice was found to be correlated with weight gain in children it found that drinking 100% fruit juice was tied to a higher BMI in children as well as wealth, weight gain in adults. Body mass index, BMI, B like boy, M like Mary, I. The study found that children younger than 11 have a greater BMI than older children when looking at the relationship between fruit juice consumption and BMI. An 8-ounce eight, eight serving of fruit juice or a typical glass will contribute to a larger proportion of daily energy in younger children than it would in older children. Our findings are in line with the American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines that children younger than six should consume less than a glass of fruit juice per day. Because, guys, think about it. There's, there's still sugar, like natural sugar, fructose, and like an orange. But if you squeeze 30 oranges to get one glass of orange juice, you just drink a lot of sugar. So look at like the calories in the back. You can see. Kind of like all out of order here, but whatever. India, local12.com, tech CEO dead after freak accident on stage in front of 700 people. This went viral yesterday. This guy was trying to celebrate his company. <clears throat> Chicago area CEO Sanjay Shah died, and the company's president, Raju Dalta, was seriously injured after falling 15 feet onto a concrete stage in India in a tragic accident that was captured entirely on video. The event had 700 people Thursday night in the celebration of Vistrex Asia successful 25 years in business. As a highlight, the night, the aerial show involving a specifically designed stage made of wood, which reported that the stage was elevated 20 feet above the ground using a crane with 56-year-old Shaw and 52-year-old Dalta inside an iron cage. At the time of the accident, music was being played. And he wanted to make like a grand entrance, but he made a grand entrance into the afterlife, my friend. He is gone. And we have some footage of that. So if you'd like to see it, because people love to watch videos of people suffering. You sick fuck. You, yeah, I'm pointing to you on the television screen. You like watching videos like this. You can't believe that it's real. You want to see the shock and the awe. We love it, don't we? We love misery. We love seeing people hurt. We love seeing people die, don't we? There's a whole business built on that. <clears throat> we love it. Play the video injured after they fell from a height of 16 feet during the company's can you imagine you think you're about to come in like a rock star you're in front of all the employees now do you think that there was some people in that audience that were fucking happy i gotta ask you this question have you ever worked a job where you really hated your boss like you really fucking hated them maybe the evil eye hit this motherfucker i don't know but have you ever had a job where you just could not stand your boss? Like they were just evil. 
There was at least out of that 700, there was a good hundred of them going, thank God that motherfucker dead. 100%. Feet during the company's- at this point, they may not have thought he was dying, so they were just happy that he fell and probably broke his back for the rest of his life. But the poor guy died, and I'm not trying to make fun of it. My condolences to his family. But if you're his family and you're watching this, just know that there was people in that crowd that were cheering for that. I just want you to know that. Okay? They were happy that this happened to him. Since we're in the Indian world, they just blessed the Hindu temple that they built on the rubble of a very historic mosque. Hindus and Muslims seem to go at it a lot in India. They have a very, very different type of religion. Islam believes in the God of Moses, Abraham, and Jesus, that there's only one God. The Hindus believe in millions of gods. They perform pagan rituals and idolatry. And there used to be a sacred mosque here that was there from the 1600s, 16th century. And the Hindus killed 2,000 Muslims, burned the mosque to the ground, and now the president of India is there to bless the new Hindu temple that they put over the mosque. There was nothing Islamophobic about this. India marked the consecration of a grand new Hindu temple on Monday in a celebration led by Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Beautiful building. I'd like it a lot more if I knew it wasn't built on the destruction of another people's place that they were praying at. Hindus believe the site in the city of Ayodhya in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh to be the birthplace of the god Lord Ram. The unveiling is a historic event for the Hindu majority of the world's most populous nation. But it also acts as a reminder of some of its worst sectarian strife. For decades, the temple site was bitterly contested by Hindus and minority Muslims, leading to nationwide riots in 1992 that killed 2,000 people. Most of those who died were Muslims, after a radical Hindu mob destroyed the Babri Mosque that had stood there since the 16th century. So, the mosque was destroyed and they put this temple up and the president Modi, who I think clearly doesn't like Muslims, went there to make sure he gave it their blessing. But that's going to bring peace to India, I guess. Another thing, the, 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 the Muslims eat beef, the Hindus consider the cow sacred, you've seen them in many rituals, some of them even believe in drinking the urine and the dung of the cow. I mean, there's plenty of videos online, this is the truth. They've had hit squads going after the Muslims because they have a cow in the back of their tractor. Like, it's crazy. We'll go. And you guys don't like America. <clears throat> and you don't want to live here. Well, you have the right to do anything you want religiously. And nobody's going to come and hack you to death because you have a cow in your trunk. Come on, man. Let's move back to Europe. There's over one million rallying in Germany against rising power of the far-right party. These are like the liberals of uh, Germany. And they don't like that the right is tired of... Because they're having a very similar situation in Germany. They're being flooded with migrants from all these conflicts in the Middle East. It's changed the demographics of Germany tremendously. And they don't want these Auslanders. That's how you say outsider in German. They don't want too many Auslanders. But these people, the one million that are protesting, they don't mind the Auslanders, the outsiders. They want the Auslanders to come and take their jobs and take their homes and make inflation and make the street dirty and maybe rob them and I don't know, the Auslanders. So we can see scenes from this protest. And a million people. 
And they want the borders to stay open. Abschieben. Was heißt denn abschieben? Wir haben selber mal die Flucht ergriffen von den Nazis. Und ich will diese Suppe, die da gärt, und das ist von den Politikerinnen und Politikern gefordert worden oder gefördert. All right, this guy basically was saying that he was saying that he doesn't mind them coming in. He thinks that the borders should stay open. You see the rainbow flags everywhere. Very, very liberal. Very, very left wing. And I guess it's not just here in America. I guess the left and the right are going to war everywhere. I guess this culture of left and right has spread throughout the globe. It's very interesting to me. It really is. Like I cannot believe how far apart these two ideologies are. But I get to see enough of it here in the U.S. Farmers in Romania, France are also protesting and Germany. So this is a different protest. Farmers protest, this is reported by Euronews.com, have sprung up in Romania, Germany, and France ahead of the EU elections. Their demands vary in general. They claim that they are taking the hardest hit from the environmental reforms and they need more government subsidies to offset them. In Romania, they're demanding lower taxes, fairer subsidies, but so far talks with the government have failed and they're continuing to protest. They're also angry over the growing cost of insurance for heavy machinery. And you can see images here if you're watching of them literally shutting down highways and just leaving their tractors parked throughout all three of these countries. <clears throat> so that's pretty much it, guys. Um, I do have a lot of content coming. I will have more interviews. I will be on more shows. Check out the podcast I was just on, the Danny Jones podcast. Motivational content coming soon. Training courses. Learn how to sell. All kinds of cool shit. The documentary, God willing, we will get it out eventually. I'll, I will continue to start pumping out more and more of these types of episodes. Just talking about what's going on in the world. You stay tuned here. And you remember that life is a struggle. And that only... Those that don't give up have a chance of surviving. If you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling scared, if you have anxiety, don't give up. You're not alone. Try some prayer. You'd be amazed at how much it can help. This is your boy, Beck Lover. First podcast of 2024. Stay tuned at the Beck Lover podcast. Till the next time. Ciao. Beck Lover.